Everything is Awesome is part of Courts and Parts, a podcast network featuring pop culture, TV, movie, and geek podcasts. Check out some of our other shows, like TV Ate My Brain, Let's Chat with Revelant Friends, and Podstalgic at courtsandparts.com. Welcome to this bonus edition of Everything is Awesome. I am your host, Kev. I'm your guest, Mike. And this is the show where we sit down and talk to awesome people about awesome things. Uh, where This bonus episode is covering Wizard World. But, from the flip side of things, normally podcasts and news outlets cover the, um, the, the show itself, like the guests and, and what's going on there. Uh, I happen to know a guy that had a table there, <laughs> and that's Mike, my my uh, partner in crime, my heterosexual life mate, my uh, the J your Bob, the J to my Bob. The, English, Bob was there. The yeah, cosplayer, yeah, cosplayer Bob. Yeah. He, was, he was awesome. He uh, did, he did he not talk? <laughs> he did not talk. Uh, I was did like, you try to get say, a talk? Yeah, I said, I said you could say no ticket, and he reached into his uh, like his his jacket pocket, and he pulled out like a plastic bag, and it had a ticket in it. <laughs> he had his ticket, so he could have gave the chasing Amy speech. <laughs> I would have been impressed if, if he did that. Where he, he, he looked the part very That's much. Funny. That's cool. I'm obviously taller than uh, than Kevin Smith, Kevin Smith but. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I was. I, I think Kevin Smith is probably around your height, maybe a little shorter. Yeah, he was more like maybe a little taller than you. I mean, he yeah. was a tall, silent, a tall, Bob, tall Bob. Yeah, tall Bob. Uh, yeah, but so you had a, a table. So what's two tables technically? Well, because so how did the gaming area work? Because you also sponsored <coughs> the gaming area. Yeah, we were the only sponsor in the gaming area besides like the big the big dogs like mm. uh, like Tekken and Smash Brothers mm. and stuff like that. Um, we were the only one that had like the the vertical banner by a table. Now, were you allowed to have more than one banner if you wanted it, or you we, only we could have? But but we, it had to be near your table. Yes, uh, we could have had a second banner, but we would have had to pay an extra five hundred dollars. Oh, really? Yeah, it's it for for Philadelphia, which is considered a tier one city. It's a thousand dollars for two banners. Which let me tell you, and I mean not. I didn't say anything when we recorded our show because I didn't want to. I didn't want to anger any Wizard World fans, but like. Compare. I mean, it came together last minute, and I read an article. the The guy who's running it now, um, I don't know if he's running all of the world or just like the convention mm-hmm. scene. Uh, he he mentioned that, like, yeah, things came together kind of late for for Philly. We feel we feel bad about that. Like, we obviously we want to try to make those announcements early, but he's only been in charge of the convention scene since like twenty sixteen. Okay, and they've been around for twenty six. Yeah, years, yeah. Right? So. I don't want to, to to ruin relationships with anybody for, for me because I'd love to go back next year. Um, you know, we're we're already talking about like what we could do to mm. do it better and everything like that. But dude, you can't ruin anything. You're gonna give them money. They're gonna accept you. But what I'm saying is, if I'm about to tell you what I'm about to tell you, oh. they might not want me. Um, there was like a pitchfork meeting in the morning. Like yeah, like it did not go well. Every every one of the artists. Um, most of the people by the end of Sunday probably made their uh, their table back, 
Um, but there were a lot of people who were saying like they were in the red on Sunday morning. And, oh wow! And at the end of Saturday, that's a huge deal. Yeah. Um, and and Philadelphia was, being a tier one city is also a huge. So I I haven't been to Wizard World. I think the last time I went to Wizard World was when it was still a three day event. Yeah. Um, and there was a ton of foot traffic there. Was you've been to Wizard World what way more frequently than I have? Yeah, I think this would have been our third. Did it seem like less people were there overall? Um, I don't. I don't really think that it was less people. Um, in fact, they they even said it was more ticket numbers up over last year. He amended it to say something about like I meant the year before last year, I, but but. I think yeah. it was still a- around those numbers, even without the celebrities. They like had that. a huge um, bill last year. I mean, they had yeah. like a lot of the Avengers, yeah. all the Avengers maybe, I don't know. But they had a lot of uh, arrows was, there. It was a real, well, that was two, well, he, no, he, was, the, he was in 2016 as well. Um, and we, the last one we went to was Haley Atwell, mm-hmm. um, Steve ML. Uh, it, it was. I loved it. I loved it a lot. This one, I really didn't feel like the need. Like there, Sunday, I didn't feel bad being on mm-hmm. the table. Like the I was, table. I I, um, I had an issue not going because I wanted to be there to to support you. And, but like it was just because I wasn't going to be spending my whole time at the hotel's table. Yeah. Like I had a hard time, even though it's only like forty fifty bucks. I had a hard time saying, "Let me spend money on that." When and Sunday was the best day. I think. Like I was looking at the schedule and. There was a lot of there was a Doctor Who panel. There was a Jean, um, f- uh, whatever Jean Grey, Famke, like Fam- Fam- yeah, Fam- I love how you can't get names like names. Like she might as well be a Game of Thrones character. Basically, she had a panel. Jesse Eisenberg, which was probably one of their biggest kids. He's apparently real tiny too. Oh yeah, he looks tiny. The people who were walking around were like, "Yeah, we saw Jesse Eisenberg. He's real short," and they were short telling me that. So, but. I mean, like that looked like an interesting panel. Like, I would have gone see that. But the, the Sunday panels looked like the best. And then the other panels were all like, you had to be, either have a four day ticket or have a the special horror fest yeah. uh, badge because like I would have loved to seen some of the people doing those Q and As, but they were all yeah, part yeah, of the horror fest. Refer. And that's weird. I think I think I don't think that's something. Not, I think that's something they did special this year. Yeah. Well, they're saying that all their shows are going to be horror fest shows. Uh-huh. Um, and I think going forward, so going forward, they're trying to do something for horror. They're trying to do something for anime. Um, there were people who were going like my my brother was in the uh, the bathroom at one point, and he heard someone saying like this is uh, it's supposed to be Comic Con. There's so many people here with their freaking novels, and I'm like, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know what? Uh, and and I. I guess on face value, that's what Telus is, but like that's as comic book as it can get. The way, I, like the way, because you know, you were still listed as a sponsor for our podcast that we did. Um, the way I described it, you know, was it's it's when fantasy meets superheroes. Yeah, and I was telling people, depending on, I mean, it was a different pitch for different customers. Mm-hmm. But like if if a dude came up and he was wearing like an Avengers shirt, you bet your ass I was saying it's medieval superheroes. Yeah. Um, you know, he obviously likes fantasy because he's coming up to books that clearly look like fantasy. Yeah. But it does have, like, a, a comic book kind of bent when you look at the images. Like, Leo has a very comic book kind of style. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would yeah. say, like, the covers also... I mean, the covers look like traditional novel covers, but sure. I can see his work yeah. working really well in a comic book yeah. as well. Um, but I can see where people can... But you know what? That's always... Like, there's there's always random vendors out there. Like, who... Like, yeah, I you bet you the, the majority... Doing, like, the pearl beads and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, a majority of the people that were there were comic book artists 
and writers, like mm-hmm. you know, on our in artist alley. Yep. I mean, so, whatever. Yeah, I mean, you had a lot of a lot of uh, you know people doing stuff. I think part of the problem was <clears throat> there was a lot of empty space there, and a lot of people thought that that empty space looked like the the floor was misused. They a lot were, of empty like vendor space. Not well, that too. Like there was um, there was a spot in between me and the next guy over. We were both fantasy writers. And um, and there was just an empty table, and then some guy came up and just went like, "Hey, are you guys all right if I sit here?" He was there with somebody else, and they he happened to have his own stuff, so he got a free table essentially. Oh wow! Um, I don't know if like I if, shut up. <laughs> if, if he would have been um, you know like an asshole, and somebody would have said something, they might have kicked him out. Oh, absolutely. Speaking of which, speaking of vendors getting kicked out, there was apparently a person who was there or a company or whatever that um, I guess my guess is they said that they sold toys. Um, but they did not specify to what kind of toys, and they were of the adult oh, variety. Wow. Which uh, I have to assume was a big no doubt. Yeah, 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 they so it, it existed for all of Thursday and maybe part of Friday, um, but uh, but yeah, they got evicted. My guess is they did not get their money back. No, I'm um, sure that's part of like the paperwork. I'm sure. Yeah, you signed something or agreed to something. Yes, when you... it was, I think it was White Rabbit, um, like the the big company. Um, that was a dumb thing that you could do yeah. that, though. Yeah, I mean, maybe they thought, like, hey, even if we do get kicked out, like, it's good publicity, you know, mm-hmm. or something like that. So, so I want to treat uh, Telus and Conquest, Quantum Quest. God damn, I can't talk today. Uh, that's the issue I had yesterday. It was, like, just way out. I don't know if it was because, like... You're, I, uh, you're hypnotized I by. <laughs> it's oh my! What a magical conversation with him, like, and Garrett, like, was what? Where I was talking to Garrett before the show, I was like, I'm just gonna call him the wrestler guy. <laughs> like, uh, like no offense, and he, if anyone was there, he's like, no offense, I'm just gonna call you the wrestler man. I'm not into wrestling, and oh, like I thought he was no, but <laughs> oh, it's um. It's uh, party one. It's Jeff Storm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Space. Jeff Storm is the big Chikara guy. But by the end of it, by the end of that interview, uh, Garrett was like, "I've sold on Chikara because it's very comic booky and yeah. like as I don't explain it well at all. It's, it's like classic WWE, like before. But like even right? more comic booky too. Yeah. And and it's um, as much love as like because I, I can't explain it well, so I usually go to Jeff or point people to Jeff to get a, get a good love of Chikara explanation. As much as well as he explains it, listening to Ophidian describe it was amazing. Yeah, like and he never drops character the entire time. Well, I mean, he like so. There's definitely uh, Ophidian the wrestler, like if he like a heel. Mm-hmm. And I think he plays a heel in the ring, um, but like he's Ophidian the Cobra just. Every day of his life, yeah. Um, and he like, and I think I noticed like eye black on his nose and around his like around his eyes, so that because the mask you can kind of, it's like the it's mask, got that mesh, yeah. yeah. So you can kind of see through it if you like you're up close and personal mm-hmm. with him. So he even like blacks out. He some made stuff. sure he's like, and I told him I was one of the first times. I was like, so like, I think we can all agree that wrestling's fake. And, but, like, you are, like, I don't know if this is all in Chikar, but you, like, you kayfabe it to the to the nth degree. Like, you don't break character. Um, he got married wearing the mask. Okay. Well, because people know, like, he he's known, his wife is known to be married, like, I, I think her name's Katie something. Um, but, like, she's married to Ophidian, so, like, not, if you know. His first well, life. I'm sure in yeah. real life it's... <laughs> But, but I mean, like, yeah. they don't say, like, oh, blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like, people, there's, like, 
But like people before they were, I guess, together, like married, there was pictures of them together. So if you see her with Ophidian and then see her with someone without a mask on, you can put two and two together. Gotcha. So like, I, I'm telling you, that is some dedication. Like that is nuts to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, not like nuts in a bad way, but like nuts in a cool, crazy weird, way. Weird, like because I'm I'm assuming they don't have kids. No, not yet. Because that's gonna be weird. Like your kid only sees a mask. <laughs> like, I, I assume kids are when they retire, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't have to anymore. Um, but uh, yeah, anyway. Um, so pitchforks at the meeting. Yeah, pitchforks at the meeting. <laughs> But you, so, oh, and this is where I was going with it. So TELUS and Quantum Quest all count as separate. Mm-hmm. So TELUS, tech, you technically like broke even or made a little. I, mean, you I, went I guess green. Ba- based on what we just saw with yeah. the receipt, I kind of didn't make it. Like, I mean, I I'm, I was only off by about $30. Oh, that's not bad. Um, no, I mean, and when you consider, if you would have taken out the other two people who were predominantly at Quantum Quest, I mean. Oh, I would absolutely count yeah, that, so that as Quantum Quest. that was $20 less. So really, I was up 100 that's not bad. Considering, like, yeah. what we did. Yeah. Um, and, and all, like, because I would say that, like, that money that you spent specifically for Quantum Quest is all part of, like, marketing. Yes, exactly. So, I, I agree the same way. Um, now, mind you, we didn't sell back what it, or we, we, we didn't make enough money to account for product, to account for uh, parking, to account for hotel. And did you stay at a hotel down there? Yeah, we, we had a hotel for three nights. Rihanna and I only stayed two nights. We let Matt stay there with his buddies one night. Um... And, uh, and his buddies were there with us um, mm. on uh, Friday and Saturday. They were helping explain the yeah. game and everything. Um, <clears throat> but, I mean, as bad as it was for us, you got to think about the people who are there from New York, from Orlando. Mm. For, I mean, the guys next to us, they, I mean, they make decent amounts of money um, on, a, on a typical convention. And, I, I mean, I was looking at when they were tallying up, and we actually made just under what they made. But, you know, I want to even count your... Like, I would say you you were in the green for the day or for the I, weekend I, because... I definitely Because that, that product's going to last you a couple conventions. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, if, if you do more than just Wizard World, like if you yeah. go to the next con or yeah. whatever. So, I mean, our next one, we definitely, after after seeing what happened with um, Quantum Quest, not necessarily Telus. I mean, Telus was great. Um, I got, like, a super fan who, like, came back and, like, got all the books. Well, I'm an admin on um, on the Telus page still. You saw all the pictures. And I saw, well, not, not just that, but, like, I saw, like, a couple new likes come rolling in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, I, I assume from that. I, yeah, I, I would have to guess that it came from those. So Because yeah. um, it didn't seem like anyone was interacting or, like, Anyone that joined that interacted with the photos, it didn't seem like they were someone that, and I didn't, I could have easily checked to see if we had if they were a mutual friend of ours. Yeah, and, and it or wasn't. It was you, someone you who were was brand new to me. I guess brand new to Rihanna. Maybe one or two people outside of the con um, saw like how much attention the posts were getting because mm-hmm. the posts were getting like yeah. seventy likes, eighty likes, and stuff like that. Um, I think most people didn't realize how much I had until like we posted the picture of the table. Yeah. With, you know, all the books, the banner, the bowl, the, now, the game. Yeah, it's, uh, so, so, from the, from a vendor side, obviously you're just, you're sitting there the whole time. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm, there was someone there at the table the whole yeah. time. Um, the only time that we did something as a group, uh, on Sunday morning at, like, 9.15, um, there was, uh, an Escape the Room on site. I heard about that. And yeah, I heard they, about uh, that. It was a small Escape the Room. It was only 10 minutes. Yeah. It was $8.50 per person. Oh, that's pretty um, that they charged. <laughs> well, I mean, it is what it is. They, but, but because we were vendors, we were able to go in early. Um, mm. so 
uh, reenemy Matt. Oh, is that before the floor opened for the yeah. public? That's yeah. cool. So we went in for ten minutes and everything, and and something about ten minutes makes it like even more like we got to move quick. Now, does it seem like they made it simpler, given the I'm, time? I'm, I'm sure that like uh, like if it would have been a sixty minute thing, it would have been more puzzles, mm-hmm. and you would have needed one puzzle to finish another puzzle okay. a little more. Readily. So it wasn't that it was simpler; it was just less puzzles. Yeah, we. I mean, and it was a little bit more. So the ones that. You went to one with me. And we did uh, the. We did the office. No, I didn't do the office. I did, the, did the dig. dig. Yeah. So the the dig was probably the most um, of the two that I did. Um, <clears throat> it was more. It was the more physical of the two. Mm. Um, the one in the office was kind of just like letters and puzzles and yeah. numbers and stuff like that. But this one, you needed two people to solve a lot of the puzzles. Oh, that's cool. um, I don't want to talk Spoiler. about it because I'm sure they'll do it. Um, in the future, but you, you definitely needed like two people to help out and everything cool. like that. Uh, so the vendor side again is just a bit, like, so basically a lot of sitting though, because someone always yeah. has to be at the table when the floor is open. Yeah, I mean technically you don't have to. Like I could have talked talked to the guy next to me, um, Jesse Blumfeld and his dad Richard um, Blumfeld, I guess. I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but um, they he does like fine art prints, uh, like pop culture and everything. Really cool artist, and he uh, he we both traded something at the end of the day. He gave me one of his prints cool. of it's all time travel references. Yeah, cool. Um, so like Terminator, Doctor Who, oh, Bill and Ted, cool. stuff yeah. like that, and um, Back to the Future, of course. And then I gave him um, uh, Tales of Tallest because mm-hmm. it's about the same value, um, and. Uh, you know, we could have turned to them and been like, "Hey, do you, you know, do you mind watching our table? We're mm. going to go try and see if we can grab a bite to eat." So I think for all ten minutes, there was nobody at the table. Um, we were in line of sight to the table because we were right at the food court. Um, but for the most part, like we didn't want to eat at the table. Um, we didn't want to talk on our cell phones at the table. We wanted to try and stay engaged with the customer as mm. much as possible. Um, so what was so the only interaction with like uh, Big Brother was. Thursday, uh, Thursday morning meeting? Well, there was a Thursday afternoon, like, at noon, there was, like, the, hey, like, welcome, here's what's going on. That was, like, in the process of load-in. Mm-hmm. We were, so on Wednesday, you can actually drive your car. Yeah, what was what was load-in because you didn't get to do that? Yeah, so we didn't drive in, so on was Thursday morning. Was that had to be morning, a pain in the ass, right? Uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't that bad. Well, did you have, like, a wagon or well, something? Here's, like, here's, <laughs> here's what made Thursday interesting. So we did have a dolly. We had both cars uh, stacked up because it was a lot of stuff. We had the t-shirts. We had all the books. I mean, we had 450 books. It was a lot of books. Yeah. Um, so we had the dolly, the books, the t-shirts, um, bookmarks, stickers, you know, stuff. Just, you know, we had our luggage that was in the cars. So we actually went up into the loading dock, <clears throat> um, which is in back of... Um, like it's on Vine Street, essentially. So you go up this huge long ramp, and you park. You start making your way in and everything, and um, you register there for your, your wristband. So we only had three people with us at the time. It was me, Brianna, and Matt. And Lola, um, Erica, she wanted to you know meet us there by taking a train, and then you know basically walking to the convention center. Now here's the problem. Load-in was explained very well, but not what to do if your fourth person arrives. Did you ask her? Well, yeah, we, we, well, we asked when we were there. Like, we were like, okay, you know, can we grab her and bring her in? Well, sure, you can, you can grab her and bring her in. So I go down to the, um, the security guard who, it's a completely different company, he won't let her up. 
So we end up having to go out Vine Street. <laughs> now, meanwhile, they won't let us get to our table. We know what table number we have and everything, but they won't let us walk over and start unloading. Um, oh, because so you... we don't have all four people. Oh, really? So Thursday morning was a shit fest because... Oh, well, that's good to know for next year. They yeah. should have... Yeah. Maybe that was We should have just fun. picked her up somewhere. That was probably in fine print somewhere. Well, no one had mentioned anything anywhere. Yeah. Uh, and the problem was... It was the security guard was a different company. There was like three different companies. But I think it's 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 kind of booty that you need all four there to unload. Yeah, yeah. Like I feel like so we had to bring her to the front of the convention center, bring her up, bring her through, all, and then right to the same place, right to registration. And so the security guard he he said, you know, the reason that she can't come up is because she didn't have a wristband. I'm like. We drove up in cars. You didn't see if we had wristbands. So it was like, he, he was getting really, like, pissed off. And and I, I understand. Like, there are people, like, like going around. I'm sure the dude was like, I get paid $10 an hour for this. It was bad. I have to tell you about Sunday, too. But that, that's, at like, the end of our conversation. So Thursday, we, we unload and everything. And, uh, and then we go and park the cars and everything. Um, find our hotel. Once once we set up the first time, like it was it was fine. There was no problems the next day. The only thing that we did was lay the books down and put a uh, second tablecloth over our table. Um, so load in, you know. I'm sure like big um, vendor booths like Wade's, they have like. Did you see Wade's there? Yeah, we saw Wade. I saw a picture. I saw Wade. Uh, yeah, and Waski was there too. But um, I think he. I don't. Think, I don't know. I, I don't know if he still works for them every now and then. Well, he wasn't with Wade's. He was with somebody else. Oh, his. Brother, brother or something. His brother has a thing in Newtown. They sell yeah. like Funko Pop toys. Yeah, so he was there on Saturday. I don't know if he was there on Sunday, but there was a couple of people who who I saw via social media were there, and like based on the layout of the thing, I never saw them. Mm. So Waski, I'm sure he was in whatever exhibitor booth the whole time. Um, and then the girl who... The, actually, Stephanie from Woods. She was there. Um, you know, she worked in... Uh, in a, um, not HR, um, whatever that. Oh, uh, admissions. Yes, yeah. So she worked over there. She was there as Storm on Saturday, um, or at least she dressed up as it and took a picture. Maybe she didn't even go, but <laughs> um, but I didn't see her at all. So she wasn't in our neck of the woods. The uh, the layout was not great, and that was one of the complaints during the pitchfork meeting. Um. The celebrity area was like dead center, like in back of like the entertainment stage. Did they still have it like kind of blocked off, or like unless you had VIP tickets? No, I mean, so it was weird. Like you could walk up to the enter to to that central area, and I only saw like a couple people there from time to time. Um, Like I saw Lou Ferrigno; he was there front and center. Um, uh, A couple of the voice actors were there, Um, and then. A couple of times, like, they had, like, the blue booths, like they used mm-hmm. to have. Um, they were kind of off-center, but but pretty much there. Um, but you really didn't see anybody unless, like, they were over in the corner in the photo area. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I think one of the issues with Wizard World is, is, is that um, it has become, I think, uh, l- less fan-friendly. Like, it's, well, they're especially, to change that. They're especially to in the it. wake of, like... Heroes, uh, Heroes and Villains Fan Fest, Walker Stalker mm-hmm. Con. Like, Walker Stalker Con, and I think Heroes uh, and Villains Fan Fest are run by the same people. Yeah. Uh, and they don't do press passes because it's for a fan experience. So you can come and buy a ticket, and if you want to try to score an interview, you can. Yeah. But the, the people are there for the fans. 
Uh, yeah, for the most part, I mean, this this did seem like, and that was one of the things in that that Sunday morning meeting where they were like, you know, we're trying to make it a better fan experience because numbers have been trickling down since mm. two, three, four years ago, however it was. So the numbers are the highest they've been, but that did not translate well for artists mm. and exhibitors. Um, <clears throat> you know, which kind of, you know, it, it depends. You know, I don't know what next Philly is going to look like for for these guys because, you know, a $375 table doesn't look that appealing to you if, you know, you're supposed to treat Philly like a Tier 1 city, but it felt like a Tier 2, Tier 3, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a lot of numbers there, and, and for for the sake of the um, Quantum Quest, you know, like, we did remarkable, I think, you know, 40, 47 signups. We had people who went back to play it more than once. We had people yeah. who were complaining that we didn't have it for sale. Yeah, that's really that's that's I think the coolest thing that came yeah, out of. Uh, I, I your feel news. like every every time we've done like a little bit more with the game, mm-hmm. like you remember when like I was telling you about the game. And yeah, I mean, I remember you. you I think it was just you and uh, Rihanna were mm-hmm. were kind of kicked around some ideas, and then you yeah. and me played it at um, uh, played Red, it Robin. Red Robin. Yeah, but I was pitching the idea to you, and you're like, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it was hard to see. And yeah. it was, it was, and then we played it with 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 index cards with no pictures. Yeah, and just words. And it was even it, it's it's it was a different game then. Still, yeah, it's 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 moved, it's grown, and stuff like that. And we definitely took people's feedback over time. Um, people love that you tell them it's a game where you're screwing over your friends. Like, they love it. Yeah, well, I think it's stuff like that, like, you know, Cards Against Humanity mm-hmm. or even, like, Noisy Person cards. Yeah. Um, where it's where it's it's not, like, I mean, you are kind of screwing your friends over because mm-hmm. you're the judge in, in NPC. Mm-hmm. So you can, like, oh, well, I don't like, like, eh, yeah. you did something foolish, and I think it was yeah. foolish. But, yeah, games like that where you can kind of throw people under the bus or you can just have fun with your friends. Uh-huh. And one of the other things that really went over well, I don't know if we had this when... when we played last and uh, in like way back in December it is now um, but the haunting mechanic did, did were you around for that no so when you're playing with more than two people um, when you when you die in most games you're out like that's it yeah I'm out of character that's a good idea so now if you die you keep the rooms that you're in and then if somebody lands in that space you deal double damage to them Oh, so, that's interesting. So, and you can decide whether or not you want to do double damage. So it's you know. So so how long? You killed me. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> so now that that ran for, I guess like what, ten hour days, twelve hour days. Um, I mean it was depending on what day it was. Like like um. Well, like Friday Saturday were all day. Friday, Friday Saturday that was a nine and an eight hour day. I think. Oh really? That's it. Yeah. It, nothing was a ten hour day. I think so. Okay. Sunday was seven hours. It was ten. No. Okay. Sunday was six. So uh, we'll say average eight hour days. Yeah. Uh, how many times was that game played? I would assume. My guess is they had every single person sign up, so it was over forty seven times. So um, so has the based off of that is there like what's the average game time? Do you know? Did, um, did Matt figure that out? I think he... So, Matt had the game canned, basically. So, it was the cards that were on the table were the, the cards that everybody played with. Okay. Um, so, for for that in mind, it was probably between a 20 and 30 minute game. But he did let... Um, there was a couple of guys who played it two or three times, and they were like... Um, Matt asked, you know, like, do you have any feedback for us? And they were like, our only feedback is let us play with the actual cards. Um, so, Matt opened up the entire deck. They could play with whatever card. Um... 
and they they noted like a lot of the reason that we did it that way was because there's cards that we don't even really like a hundred percent anymore. Mm-hmm. Like um, I know there was a couple of that from our, our yeah. session in December. Um, and they made mention of that and everything, but that game I think only lasted about forty minutes. Um, yeah, I think like to make that a, like I, I, you need to tighten it up. Yeah, but a little bit when you're explaining it as Fantasy Monopoly, that kind of. I think that mindset gets well, people going, oh, and, all right, well, it's, it could be a longer game. And seeing the pictures at Comic-Con, how you guys had it set up, it because it, it was set up like Monopoly. Yeah, with the square in between yeah, instead of the Versus two the two or three, four rows or however yeah. many rows it was. I like that idea a lot better. Yeah, it's cleaner. Um, you know, it's, uh, yeah, there's, there's just something about it that... that it played well with people. People really liked it. Um, did Matt do both ways with the with the setup? No, we only did it that way that we had it on Cause the like, tables. Because it's interesting. You know, my thought process now at that point is, well, why cards and not a game board? And I know it's like just the like the mechanics behind it as far as like yeah, well, or well, like the logistics. Random. Yeah, that's true. The randomness. Oops, excuse me. Um, yeah, I mean the, the the idea is that the the, the board always changes. Like every yeah, single yeah, game yeah, you yeah, play. That's a good point. Um, I mean, we were talking, like, we were floating the idea at one point of doing a deluxe game where, like, it was set up with multiple, like, the, the whole 40 cards or whatever. Um, well, yeah, and I think, like, if you get a play mat involved, like, I don't know. Now, what do you think, because what are you, um, do you know if your timeline for Kickstarter is, like... We, we, we accelerated it now. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say because... Because of that, and we Because people are going to forget quick. Yeah, I mean, we have them all on our newsletter and everything now for Quantum Quest, um... But what we, uh, what we decided... How do people like the website, huh? Uh-huh. Well, uh-huh. they didn't sign up there. We signed them <laughs> up on paper. But um, So the the main reason that I think we're accelerating it is because um, we want to have the game ready for next year's Comic-Con um, mm-hmm. so that we can actually make sales. It would be nice to have, like, uh, if this is alpha, mm-hmm. have, like, the official beta ready for PAX Unplugged. And that's that's definitely what we're trying to do. Um, I mean, it's, it's going to be official as much as it can. Mm-hmm. Like, um, the, well, card, you know, the cards yeah. will be finalized, but it will probably be by the Game Crafter instead of Panda. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, having a... Um, Hopefully having all your cards that you don't like weeded out. Yes, exactly. Replacing them if need be. Now, um, our, our representative from Panda is trying to get me to go to Gen Con in August. Oh, really? Gen Con is in Indianapolis. Well, oh, yeah, and that might... Well, I guess maybe vendors can still sign up. Jeff Stormer is going to that. Well, you can go even just to play test. Like, you can go and sit down at the table and say, like, hey, I got to... Oh, you don't need to get a vendor table. You can just get... No, I I mean, we could have done that here, too. Like, Uh, one of the guys that I went to college with was there just by happenstance. He's doing his... Well, I saw a lot of game tables there with just stacks of board games. Mm -hmm. And that... So, we we ended up meeting up with a guy from Chicagoland Games Mm -hmm. um, in, in Chicago, uh, they are the guys that go with Wizard World to all these events. Wizard World um, pays for their space. Well, I mean, I guess they just they get free space. Yeah. So they get ten thousand square feet mm-hmm. for free. They pay for their shipping, you know, for the, like the travel costs and everything. So they they go to every one of these shows. So we ended up, you know, making friends with you know the guy who's given us all the advice. He's saying, you know, go do Kickstarter here. Um, don't get a booth at PAX because you don't have any merchandise. Just get a table or two, you know, do the same thing you did here, but have it ready so that people can say, I'm ready to you know, play this game, I'm ready to spend money. Um, and then, you know... Yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess you could do pre-orders, but... Yeah. but, that, but well, we're hoping to have the Kickstarter running during PAX. For PAX? Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. So, and with that in mind, I think when we had talked to Chris at Boss Monster, 
he was saying it was around six months to go from point A to point B, well, point Z, I guess, um, for the people to actually get their game. We want we want to at least have our game in hand for PAX, I'm sorry, for uh, Comic-Con 2018, which is now two or three weeks earlier. It's May of next year. Jesus Lord. <laughs> so. But, you know, I say, I, I'm trying to think. I think when I used to go... It's always been around those. It's, it was that in era. May. It was yeah. in mid May, I believe. They, they definitely again. don't want to be. I'm sorry, I keep on like jumping in yeah. like real quick because I know we're running low on time. Yeah. Um, I know that like they're trying to not overlap with any other big shows. Yeah. Oh, it's raining out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so yeah, I you know they they moved it up. I'm guessing because there's other like big conventions around that time. In Philly um, or in this area? Not in this area, but they want to make sure that like like the vendors who go to yeah, Wizard World don't want to go to these other conventions. Gotcha. Um, you know, because for a lot of people, um, like that's what they do. They yeah. they do the twenty six shows. Now, meanwhile, Wizard World is actually expanding, and they're going to do forty cities next year. So, I mean, and that's good for for vendors, you know. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, but that's that's exhausting for for the vendors too. I mean, you're on the road all the time, so you have to pick and choose the ones that make yeah, the most sense yeah. to you. And again, like I said, Philly is supposed to be your tier one city. There's only two well, cities that are tier one: Philly, Chicago. Yeah, because I think are they the only four night cities? No, I don't think there's, so. There's a couple of four, but four yeah, night cities, but and, so and and based on the tier that that that's how much you spend for yeah, your table yeah. and and what the customers spend as well. Yeah, well, and that's. Um, I would say that's like my only complaint about Wizard World this year was well no a couple complaints as, as a fan is that they the late announcements mm-hmm. that's why I didn't buy a ticket and, I and may- people dropped off too yeah like Paul Bettany well, dropped off the, oh did he yeah he didn't he was not there he I think we found out he dropped on Thursday uh, but you know I I don't fault the start I mean that's something might come up sure you know whatever you know the, there's. If it's something shady, then you know whatever contracts I'm sure will will Paul yeah. Bettany will get his if he wronged Wizard World. Sure, and I'm, but I'm sure you know I'm sure it's just a things happen. I get it. Whatever. Um, if I I'll, all I'm asking for is you announce these guys you book earlier early enough to where I can and your panels and stuff yeah. so that I can like buy my tickets ahead of time. And if people start dropping off, okay, then at that point I don't know what the return policy is. I'm assuming. You, you can probably return up to, like, two weeks before the event or something. Probably. But, like, that way I can make a decision if I, I don't want to go. But that was a big complaint. And then also just, like, the compared to, like, uh, Stalk, Walker Stalker, and, and which has been prime, which is expanding from just Walking Dead to, to pretty, like, awesome names in, in the horror world, uh, which is why I think Wizard World is doing a horror fest thing now. Yeah. But there wasn't a huge amount of names there for horror. I mean, like, they had the Buffy folks and stuff like that. Uh, Um, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I wonder if, like, a big part of this was, I mean, you said that there is a new guy, and, you know, maybe... Well, but he was, I think he booked Philly's show last year. Yeah, and last year was a pretty good show. Yeah, so, it's just, um, I don't know. And, and, like, Heroes of Villains Vest and Awesome Con down in D.C. or Virginia or whatever, like... That like Awesome Con has for me the lineup that like I'm used to seeing at Wizard World. It's just the lineup I want to see. Yeah. Um, which is actually it's not your it's not your Marvel guys. It's a lot of your more you know B level guys. Really. And I, I love that. Like I loved seeing um, you know 
Bruce Campbell. I loved seeing yeah. Hayden Panettiere. Yeah. Um, I mean, Steve Amell, he's like maybe B plus. You know, him and Haley Atwell. He's TV. Like, he's TV. You know, they were fantastic. The uh, the the was it the Weasley twins? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were there when we went two or three years ago. That was fantastic. Um, yeah, it's it's. Um, I think you're like your your A list TV people slash your B list movie people. Like that's the perfect people. I don't want to. I don't necessarily want to see Robert Downey. And like Jr. Riverdale, they were there and everything, but I don't think Riverdale's big enough. Um, you know, <laughs> I would I would be interested to see what that uh, panel, like the audience size of that panel was. Yeah, because I mean, um, I just don't like that show. You're running out of time, so I want to real quick jump in and talk about Sunday. Okay, Sunday so, was a another train wreck. Another train wreck. So Sunday morning, like I said, there was the Pitchfork meeting. We got there. Bagels. This was Sunday. There was another meeting. Well, it was the only meeting. So Thursday, there was a, a meeting. meeting and that was regular. That was just Oh, regular. the Pitchfork meeting was Sunday. Yeah, so Sunday. Oh, so, okay. So by Sunday morning, people realized, like, hey, man, like, we're not doing a lot of money. Like, like by the end of Saturday night, like, we, we knew that something was going wrong. Um, like, there's, it's my first time exhibiting. So to me, it doesn't look like, like... I can't compare it to anything. Yeah. I'm like, all right, well, I mean, I'm a, I'm a first-time, you know, novelist here. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is this is normal. But the guys next to me, the guys who I had talked to, they're like, man, like, we're not really doing good. The guy who did the uh, the Gargoyles thing for Rihanna and I, um, he was, like, one of the original Gargoyles artists. Mm-hmm. And he's just constantly got, like, good stuff. Um, and they were saying, like, for the most part, like, they all started off Sunday in the red. And that is a scary ass thought. Yeah. So people are complaining about that. They're complaining about the fact that like you know it's it's Comic Con and they're putting a lot of effort like on um, the celebrities and there really wasn't a lot you know like as we've been saying. Yeah. Um, and they're they're talking back and saying like you know the only way that you're going to get these people is by bringing in. And I agree with that. Like, yeah. there's nothing wrong with having. Yeah. That, so how Wizard World has operated since I started going back with Jay in two thousand yeah. and. One, yeah. two, something. So the layout, I think, was part of the problem, but it wasn't the biggest problem. I think the biggest problem is, for whatever reason, and it might have been because of the cost of tickets, um, people were, we had tons of traffic, but we didn't have a lot of people buying. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I had, the the reason that I think we did so well, we had a couple of people who bought, like, a, a, like a huge amount of books. Mm-hmm. You know, Tales to Tell Us sold really well. The trilogy sold really well. Uh, did, people, did anyone buy, like, the Tales to Tell Us and, like, the five singles or no? So we had one woman who bought Tales, the trilogy, and Lord of Thunder and Dragon Speaker, but not the books that were in Tales. But she did say that she wanted to come back and get those five. We didn't see her after Saturday. Um... She, you know, oh, she, those those five books are already in yeah. Tales. So she bought the entire set essentially. Yeah. Um, that was like a ninety eight dollar purchase. Um, you know, we gave her like the swag bag for free and everything like That's that. Cool. Um, I'm assuming if she likes the books, we'll see her next year and she'll be ready to buy like the next seven books that yeah. come out. Um, and then we had a couple of people who who bought like one or two books. We know which ones sold the best. So the fall did really well. And um, Dragon Speaker did really well, and they're both brighter covers. Mm-hmm. So you know, I don't know. I'm really. I mean, nobody like took the time to like read through. We had like demo copies out for people to read, um, but no one. It was really just judge a book by its cover. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. Hopefully, it does well. We only signed up one, two people for the Telus mailing list. Like we weren't really pushing it that much. If we had more table space. Um, like if we didn't have like the Quantum Quest t-shirts up, which we really shouldn't have. We didn't sell them at all throughout the process. Um, 
or if we have like a second table, we're actually discussing the idea of maybe having a second table next mm -hmm. year because we're going to have 19 oh, books. That's, that's such a rough cost, though. Yeah, I mean, like. but hopefully after this year, the t well, number one, because I went to here this year, there's a discount for me next year. Nice. Number two, I don't know if they're going to consider it a tier one city after this year because it was such a clusterfuck for people. Like I said, the guy next to me, he barely made, you know, what we made. Um, well, and I, the like the audience members, like it was, like I said, it was for one day. It was it was fifty five bucks. It was well for on Sunday. It was like forty five. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and you could have gotten a twenty percent discount with at least ahead of time. That's true. Well, yeah. you know, and I think it was forty five online. It was probably fifty five at the door. Yeah. Um, which is like that's expensive for one day. Mm -hmm. And I like obviously they're pushing the four day ticket for, I think it's ninety online. Probably yeah. I think close it was to one hundred. Yeah, um, it was one hundred. Which like so obviously they're 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 upselling the the single day tickets yeah. to make you buy the four day. And but I wonder if the reason that they did that was because they were worried that they weren't going to have the high numbers because they didn't have the celebrities. Maybe if they had you know the full Marvel crew there, they would have been like, all right, well we're going to get seventy thousand people or whatever. Now, mind you, they did have the numbers that they had. So one last bit before I get into the final clusterfuck. Um, Philly did not treat Wizard World well at all. Like, the bathrooms were, like, hardly looked at whatsoever. Oh, really? There was no paper towels. Um, there, like, nobody was in there cleaning or anything like that. Like, I, I went, it was crowded, so I went into one of the stalls, and, like, someone had shit all over the seat, oh. and I needed to pee so bad that I just, yeah. <laughs> and, and I mean, I'm lucky I did not get Comic-Con crud, but, I mean, like, they... They they were so pissed off that they actually asked for a, like a reduced fee, um, but it's not like that translated. Yeah, they get a good for you. They get a thousand dollars back. I expect every vendor to get yeah. a dollar back. Yeah. So, but so the final thing. So part of that pitchfork meeting was like, all right, so we're going to also explain loadout, and the, the guys like, all right, so you're going to basically come up the same ramp that you went you know through for load in, and you know we'll have people drive on you know, and, and that'll be it. What they did not tell everybody was that after you know after the thing closed down at four, that um, all the people who were waiting in line were going to have to wait for them to break down the fucking green room for the celebrities. So the first guy who was in line, you know, he probably like broke down like five thirty, five forty-five, or I'm sorry, three thirty, three thirty-five, and made his way around to the loading dock. Um, he was there for an hour and a half. So. We, I mean, Matt and I, I, I got out of my car, walked to Matt's car, he handed me a bag of Doritos so that we could eat while we were waiting. I had other cars, like, stopping by asking me if, like, there was a huge accident or something. I'm handing them Doritos. <laughs> like, it was a huge, huge mess. I'm glad that I told you, like, get, get somebody, like, on board for the, the podcast because we didn't get home until 7.15. Oh, yeah, wow. Um, it, it, I got home. I got back to eleven thousand before you. Yeah, it was it was really 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 bad, um, and I called the guy up and like the only reason that I had his number was because I was a sponsor. And if you remember me telling you earlier, I was the only sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> so nobody had this dude's number except for me. And he's like, oh okay, you know, uh, and he's in charge of exhibitors and artists and everything like that. He's like, oh, I didn't know that you guys were waiting out there. Out there. Well, it's going to be a little bit because we're still breaking down the celebrity green room. And this is at like 6.45. And meanwhile, we have Rihanna and Erica waiting inside with the stuff. And they've already turned off the air conditioning and everything. I feel like <laughs> as the sponsor, you guys should have gotten 
first dibs out. I mean, well, I mean, maybe after is. the celebs, at least it is what it is. You know? It's well, you know what? Exhibit at the, I mean, and the people with the booths, you know, they probably didn't get home until like nine o'clock. If if I mean, I'm sure some of their homes aren't even near here. So. Yeah. So, um, but you're gonna do it again. Yeah, I think we'll do it again. Um, yeah, we have a little bit more of a our expectations have changed mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, I mean, next year if we have Quantum Quest there, we expect to make back our money for sure on uh-huh. the. Uh, but we'll probably sponsor again. I would, um, I would be curious to maybe do something as, uh, if not the Philadelphia Podcasting Society or festival or something, and getting in, getting some kickback from that, mm-hmm. uh, developing something else, uh, and having like a couple podcasters uh, join in on the fun, so that like you know maybe there's five podcasters that are sharing the booth for. The, you know, for the four-day weekend. That way we can... Because that's... I would be willing to split the cost that way. Yeah, and I mean, you got to figure, like, the Fireside guys there, I mean, they were recording on the floor. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't like they were... They had, like, a... They had an artist there to man... I saw that they had an artist there to basically man the table, and they weren't there. Yeah, and, I mean, they were walking around. At one point, they were at a table in front of me. They were talking to one of the other artists. Um, I I think it would be a neat idea to at least... Like, I would would talk to uh, one other podcast to, like, probably, like, split the cost of a table. And, I mean, if you're splitting it, it's not that bad. And that way, you know, maybe we have to get an extra two tickets like you guys had to Mm -hmm. or whatever, but... Um, I would be willing to spend two fifty basically if if that's what it looks like it costs if you're going to split a table for four well, tickets. Yeah, with four tickets. Well, with four tickets is even smaller because I think what was it? We we spent four fifty, so you're doing what one hundred and twenty five something per like person. That. So, so I mean, that's really not that bad, especially for four days. And like you go around and you do one the show experience. can man the table, do their thing. The other show can go around and talk and then swap it out. Yep. Uh, I would be interested in doing something like that not getting necessarily an everything is awesome table, but getting yep. like a a Philadelphia Podcasting Society table yep. uh, or something. I know what the name would be if it's not that. But so I think next year it's two tables for us. So that's insane. We'll I, hopefully they drop the cost, but but I mean you figure if Quantum Quest is out at that point, that's especially true. if the Kickstarter does well, we'll know what we have on our hands. That's true. Um, that's true. But but I'm excited. I, I, the, I know that like the the next con I'm going to is is PAX Unplugged. Yeah, yeah you'll be there. Uh, we'll be a, there. So and and, and I, I don't think we're doing a table there. We're just gonna sit down at one of the. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm hoping. Well, and I'm hoping we get we apply for some panels, uh, to host some panels. We we got um, if we get picked to do our panel um about uh, uh pie, um, tabletop RPGs as a or RPGs as That's a performance art. Uh, we have some cool guests lined up, some Philly guys, some Chicago guys. Steve Amell. Uh, Stephen Amell. <laughs> uh, well, we he eat. is going to be like the reverse Chris Hardwick. Like he, oh god, I pretty like, he's definitely going to be the like he's and he's kind of like the the Hardwick of cons. Like he goes to a lot of different cons, mm-hmm. and um, I feel like he, yeah, he's the Hardwick of cons, but like super nice. Yeah. If that if you don't got if listeners don't get that that's my underlying that's my nice way of saying Hardwick's a dick, <laughs> Hardwick, dick. All right. Uh, well, this is our uh, our vendor wizard world coverage uh, because it was more interesting than the show itself. <laughs> that's not fair. People, I'm sure, wanted to see Riverdale. Not many, yeah, we, but people. we have people there who I mean, and there there are certain people who who go to those cons specifically because they know. Some of the artists will be yeah, there. like yeah. the guy. The guy next to me, like they had, he had people track him down, um, and they're from Michigan, 
something like that. So, I mean, you know, people knew his work. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, obviously, despite there not being any big names there, they had a crowd still. So, um, all right, this is our bonus episode um, that y- yesterday you probably heard our fandom um our fandom uh, bullying episode that we did with the founder of Bullies Keep Out. Uh, and um, I got you so distracted by <laughs> Jesse's his work. So he, uh, yeah, so he, he did uh, Hurley Quinn, so it's Hurley from Lost mixed with Harley that's Quinn. That's fantastic. And you see the polar bear. Yeah, with the, the, yeah, the <laughs> smile. Uh, and then uh, hopefully we have a, our Wonder Woman review coming out where I'm going to sit down with Garrett Smith from Philadelphia. Nope. I mean, he does. He is Philadelphia, but Garrett Smith from I Like the Movie Movie. Garrett Smith from Philadelphia. Nope. I mean, that's, he's at Philadelphia on Twitter, uh, and uh, Casey Spivey uh, from uh, Screen Rant. So uh, we're gonna be sitting down chatting. One from Screen Rant, eh? Yeah, from Screen Rant. She's that's also the actress and director. She was in Game of Thrones the musical. She's a host. It's kind of like a pretty big deal, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah, she, she was a previous guest. We've talked to her before. Episode 50-something. Uh, All right. Uh, for everything is awesome, I'm Kev. I'm the guest, Mike. Uh, and we'll see you next time right here on awesomepodcast.com. We're also on Core Temp Arts Podcast Network at coretemparts.com. We've been awesome. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Core Temp Arts Podcast Network. To listen to more Core Temp Arts shows, visit coretemparts.com.